Hi, my name is Allie Williams, and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored, built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world. But that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're going to discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to Life Right Up Your Alley. Hello, and welcome back to the Right Up Your Alley podcast, guys. We have Lindsay Roman here today. You don't know her. She is a photographer, educator, hype woman, just hilarious human being who is so genuine and just does such a a good job in the inside and outside of her business life, everything. She's such a great human. So I can't wait for you guys to learn from her today. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Well, that was quite the intro. Thank you for having me, Allie. (laughs) Of course, of course. Thanks for being here. And I'm really jazzed for what we're going to talk about today because when I sat down and was trying to figure out like, what goal do I want to extract from Lindsay Roman? It was (laughs) talking about like the balance of just business and being a mother and, you know, everything that comes with that as well as joy. So like, can they coexist? How do you allow them to, and just talking about all the different elements and how it is a process and journey of like learning yourself, learning situations, everything. And so I think you've done that really well from the outside and from being able to see you within your business and just in your life. So I can't wait to get started. Cannot wait. I am so ready to jam. I'm so ready to jam. Let's go. Okay. So first and foremost, who is Lindsay Roman? Really? Who is me? Okay. Um, For anybody that doesn't know me, I'm Lindsay Roman. I started my journey into entrepreneurship as a photographer, as a wedding photographer in Kansas. Um, My husband was at in the Coast Guard at the time, and we got stationed in Oahu, Hawaii, uh, which was beneficial for me. Um, And so uh, my photography business kind of blew up in Hawaii, which in in the best way. Um, And as that was happening, I simultaneously started an education company that started with photography workshops and then expanded to podcast, business conference, very similar to the space that Allie hosts. Um, and so, yeah, we we do that. That's called the Heart University. So I kind of rock those two businesses right now. But more importantly, I am a wife, a mom uh, to two little girls. And yeah, it's uh, the biggest blessing and joy, which is what we're going to talk about today of just balancing like entrepreneurship, being a CEO, balancing multiple businesses, multiple streams of income, and also being a mom and trying to be present and trying to live your life with joy and presence and all of all that good stuff. Yep. Which is like the dream and what we all want, but then like, like how, how the heck do we do that? Right. Right. Like, do you sit, have you ever found yourself just sitting there being like, how am I going to do this? Because I do that all the time. 
Oh, yes. I mean, I, okay, straight up, like, I, you might ask me a question about this later, but like, straight up, I could not do this without my husband. Like, yeah. I, I just said, like, he was in the Coast Guard. He quit the Coast Guard to be a stay at home dad. And now we're trying to, it, it was like me 100% in girl boss mode and him like stay at home dad. And now in this season, we're really trying to work together to like share both roles and incorporate him more into my business or our business, like, really make it more of a, like a family thing. So it's like we're a team and we're coexisting, like, doing life in all aspects together. So I'm not like segregated to my office to be like, go do your girl boss thing and I'll get the kit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love that. And yeah. I, I can see that shift. If you guys don't know, we work together. I like have the pleasure of, of she is our girl. <laughs> yeah. I guys, I'm obsessed with Evie and Lindsay. And, but anyway, you know, Malibu media gets to support the heart. We love the heart university so much. They serve women in such a unique way. Um, and in that I've been able to obviously meet her husband and Andrew and see, okay. can I, can I tell you something real fast? Oh my gosh, please. We make a, we make a daily to-do list, um, for like, as a family of like, what are we doing today? So that way we both know like what each other's doing. Um, and he wrote down the list, like for this podcast was loft lady podcast. Uh, okay. Let's talk about it guys. One, just for context, Andrew's the funniest person I've ever met. Literally the best personality. You too, though, you guys like could be stand up comedians, like have a reality TV. So <laughs> I would listen, I would watch what's ironic though, is he like literally hates everything. Like pop culture, social media. So it's just funny that he like is the Easter egg that would thrive. Yeah, exactly. But that's like, that's where the actual Easter egg is. It's not the people on the shows. It's like the real people. But anyway, um, the first time that I like encountered Andrew, when we were on a call, Lindsay and I, I can't, we were like talking about something like strategy wise. Yeah. And anyway, he, I had like lofted my bed in the pandemic because I lived in LA and we weren't like allowed to go anywhere. And I was losing my mind. I like needed a desk. So I lofted my bed and had like a desk under for like all my, you know, different computers and everything. And anyway, he came up and he was like, Hey, what's up? And then he was like, are you like under the bed? And I was like, yeah, I lofted my bed and I'm like sitting there. I'm vulnerable. I am. I'm in the heat of the pandemic. And he, he's like, Oh, you're loft lady. And guys, (laughs) it is two and a half years later and it is stuck. I'm loft lady. And I'm very proud of it. (laughs) Yep. It's iconic. (laughs) So good. So, so good. So that's who he is. He's the best, but it's fun to even see you guys start to integrate that, Lindsay, because um, one, you guys think very differently, but like there aren't that many family units that are as strong as you guys now with your faith and the way that you operate and being able to lean on each other in that way. I think that's literally like just standing, taking a stand within our society of, of just like, hey, it's possible because I see totally. some people just not, you know? Totally. Well, and I we're uh doing this like it's not necessarily a mastermind but it's like a cohort kind of well I don't even know what you would call it but um with family teams which is run by Jeremy Pryor and Jeff Bethke and so we're talking to like a bunch of other families that are trying to start family businesses also and I I just realized I was radically wrecked at how blessed I was at hearing other people's stories of like the, the husband who leaves like 30 minutes after their kids wake up and then comes home an hour after they're in bed. And I just like got wrecked. And I was like, we are so blessed. Like, I know we're struggling to like make it and have teamwork and do all this stuff together. But I was like, we, wow. Okay. Blessings. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. No, I mean, that makes sense. And, um, I, I feel that. And I know I feel that with Justin all the time. We don't even have kids yet. And I like 100% feel it, but I think knowing it's possible is, like the number one thing. So like the pure potentiality 
of being able to be that family unit and team, you know, is the driver for people who have to live that. Thank yeah. God you're, you're past that. But like, I want everyone listening to this to know, like, it is possible. Cause I didn't know absolutely. it was possible until I met you guys truly. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's really why this whole episode came to my mind. Cause I, you actually like it, it is a priority and it is, has been made possible in like this. We're like, not that old, you know, we're like figuring it out. You have little babies, <laughs> There's, right. right. So like, you're still navigating it. So everyone listening, it's possible. And we're going to kind of go through the story of like, how it's been built and, and kind of just see that process. And then you can follow along to see them build and build and build for years to come. So uh, let's get into it. Exactly. Let's go to photography. So that's where it all began. Exactly. Exactly. And I was a photographer too. Um, I don't talk about it as much, but you guys, she's like, Oh, her and Evie are so good. And it was so fun to be able to look back and kind of see where you came from. What got you into it? Um, okay. So I always loved art growing up, growing up in high school, I did theater and then college I majored in theater and film and I wanted to be an actress. So like immediately I, I love storytelling and I love using like my talent, which, you know, it was acting to evoke emotion and evoke storytelling. But I also was a photographer on my uh, newspaper team in high school. And I always had like a dinky little Canon T rebel or T3. I, whatever the, whatever they're called. I just used it on manual, not on manual, sorry, on auto the entire time through college. And finally I got to the point where I graduated and I was doing an internship with my church. And I was like, I really like photography. Why have I never like pursued like the actual art of it? Like, why do I not know how to, how to work it on manual? Like I've used it on auto the whole time. And I take pretty decent photos. So like, imagine what I could do. Uh, this is like me talking to myself. I'm like, imagine what I could do if I like actually knew what ISO meant or like whatever. And so I just started playing around with it. And like, I realized in diving into the art of photography, it was very, very similar to my art of storytelling or, or the love of storytelling and of making people feel something with a specific art talent, right? And in doing that, I realized that photography is storytelling. It's telling people stories in a visual format. Um, and it's interacting with people, which I absolutely love. And so I, I could see God like, kind of taking all my, my talents and giftings into the art of photography. So that's kind of what pushed me to even like want to start a business in the first place. I love that. And like, was there ever resistance for you in doing it? Or did you like jump right in? Were you like, Ooh, it all comes together. Or you're like, wait, I wanted to be an actress. I'm going to be a photographer. What? Like where, how were you? Yeah, that, that, uh, was interesting. I, I would say like, it, I made the decision not to like go to LA and try to be an actress. Cause I, I just didn't feel peace in my heart when I graduated college, which obviously is clearly the Lord now, now that I know, but I, I was just, I wanted a creative outlet and it, it didn't start in the sense of like, I'm going to pick up my camera and I will be a photographer. Wedding photography here. I got like, that was not it. Um, it was more, I want to just pursue this talent and get good at it. And as I got good at it, I discovered I loved it. Oh, wait, not only do I love it, but also this could make me money. Oh, they, oh, wait, if you get really good and skillful, this can make you a lot of money. Okay, great. Let's do it. Like, it was just kind of like a, a, I don't know if there was really hesitation necessarily other than just like a slow burn. Yep. Amen. And that's like, for me, I owned an agency at, you know, one point. So I had been in tech switched into agency world was like super confused, but I was so frustrated because no one had beautiful photos. Mm -hmm. And so, but I was the same way. It was such a slow burn. And then one day I was like sitting there and someone's like, Oh, she's my photographer. And I was like, I'm a photographer. Oh my God. 
I am a photographer, you know? So one, I think that's one of my favorite parts of photography. Like a lot of us have been able to ride that slow burn. Um, and, and then all of a sudden you, you care about something and you're good at something and you're skilled. So what did it teach you? Ooh, what did it teach me? I think I, I, Ooh, okay. There's two points. I want to say like the art side and then the business side, the art side taught me how to capture like the essence of God's joy and the Holy spirit in like tangible, like images. I don't even know if that made sense coming out of my mouth, but like, like when I started to kind of develop my style, what I was always attracted to was images that felt like God just like breathed on them. And there was like this little extra sparkle, like, like I wanted it to look like real life, but then with like a touch of magic. Right. I don't know. And so I, I try to capture like the authentic just beauty of our world and of people and of God's like image bearers and human beings. And so I think that's especially I went into like wedding photography. And so love capturing love is also, I think, just such a beautiful thing. And so that's kind of what gravitated me towards photography. And what I learned from it is to appreciate just the beauty of of God and what he's created in in this world. Um, And then on the business side, what it taught me was how to be a good business owner in this sense of how to give a dang good customer experience, especially in the world of photography. I, I've uh, just met so many people that became photographers because their photographer sucked. And they were like, I don't want anyone else to experience what I experienced. Um, and obviously there's other industries that have like crap experiences too. But I feel like, especially in photography, because it's such an easy uh, in, it doesn't require a bunch of overhead you can get a lot trying to get money and don't care about the art, don't care about the people. And so what often, ta- often happens is like, you know, you'll get hire a wedding photographer that doesn't give you your wedding photos back for a year or they lose them because they just didn't care and they didn't take responsibility for it. And just learning that in the industry and realizing like what an honor it is, especially for what wedding photography on somebody's wedding day, like that is one of the most important, impactful days of their life. And you need to take that seriously. Um, and it's not to scare you. It's to say like, this is an honor And even if it's not wedding photography, like just treating a client in business with the utmost respect and over promising or under promising over delivering and actually just leading them through an incredible client experience where you bless them radically step after step after step. Like that's good business. You will, you will continue to thrive in business if you continue to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the hard part, I think too. Yeah. Like understanding too, like the important part might not be easy, but it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. And like, I think allowing yourself to be in that process brings joy. Yeah. You, you agree with that? Yeah. hundred percent. Cause I would say like, that was such a scary part for me, the client experience and like the client journey. And then that's like what creates the connection and the excellence and all the things that you actually crave. So yeah. from there, I want to guys, Lindsay's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> We're going to go <laughs> really over here and talk about something not related, but kind of what's the funniest thing that ever happened to you when you were starting out as a photographer? Okay. The first thing that comes to mind is not necessarily, but fu- well, it's funny in hindsight was not funny in the moment. Um, I was doing this session. I, I you have to even like backtrack to even get the details of like, th- honestly, the details kind of don't matter, but they kind of do. I was based on a Wahoo, right? This was a, I'm pretty sure it was the honeymoon session happening in Hilo. So big Island, right? However, it was right when they were on a cruise and a hurricane came through. So it rerouted their cruise. So basically we had to 
do the session on Oahu, which is fu- that's fine for me. That's where I live. I didn't have to take a flight. Great, cool. Um, that's kind of background information that no, I was not necessary. It's fine. I'm here um, for here for fine. it. So we're on the beach, right? And so it's Maria and Martin. God bless you. Were listening, Martin? God love you. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I show up to the beach because like. We, we pick a beach and it's great. And Maria has been the one, obviously, that is communicating with me. She is stoked out of her mind. She loves my work. So stoked on life, right? I get up. Martin is just like dead. Imagine like, I don't even know who in like pop culture to compare this to. Like, like Scrooge, honestly, like just like deadpan does not want to be there. I've never had a client ever in my entire life that was like so difficult. Like this. Uh, so, okay. Anyways. The way I work is like, I like to sit down with my clients and like chat, like whether it's over like a drink or tacos or just like even on the beach, just chilling. Like I don't show up and roll up and stick my camera in your face and say like, smile. No, we're going to get to know each other first. Well, we were sitting on the beach and like, I was asking them questions. Like, how did you guys meet? Like, talk to me about your relationship. You're, you just got married. Yay. Well, whatever. Um, and Maria was asking, and I always, because if like the girl is the one that inquired, I always try to chat up the guy just to get him comfortable with me before like I'm asking them to like make out. Right. Okay. Um, like I want, I don't want him to feel like I'm a stranger. And so I was like, Hey Martin, how did you, um, propose? Like, I would love to know that story. And he's just like, he just like looks at me. I wish this was, you could see this video, but like, if you're listening, it was just literally like deadpan, like look, blinking at me, like looking at me. And then Maria was like, Martin, like, and he was like, you tell it. <laughs> and I was just, I was just like, oh, okay. This is okay. Martin okay. is not here for this. Not yeah. here. And then he told me so he literally straight up. And so like, we're talking and I was like, how you doing Martin? Like, like, I was like, I started just like crack the fourth wall a little bit. And I was like, how are you doing? And he's like, I don't want to be here. And he's like, he's like, I respect that she wants photos, but like photos are not my thing. I'm not a public display of affection. Like this is like pulling teeth for me. And so in that moment, I was like, I have been born for this moment. I was like, I will rise to the challenge. I was like, you know what? Instead of trying to like force him to do what, well, I kind of did force him a little bit, but like, but like, instead of pretending like he just wanted to be here, I was like, listen, I I get it. Not everyone likes photos. My job today Martin is to give Maria exactly what she wants the fastest way possible so that and create as little friction and pain. Can you do that for me? Like I, I will, I'm going to, I was like, I will ask you to kiss. I'm sorry. I will do that because I know the photos that she wants, but I promise I will make it as painless as possible and we will go fast. And, and he was like, okay. And so I just like told it to him straight. And like, it was so funny, Allie, like literally at the beginning of the shoot, I would tell them to do something like, like walk towards me hand in hand. And it was literally like a robot. And so I was like, okay, in order to get him to like, even loosen up, like a, like have his body move like an actual human being that isn't stiff. I was like, I have to get so creative. I was like, okay, walk toward me, but then walk like you're on a tightrope and then swing your hips. Like you're like drunk a little bit, but then like lean into her and bump her and then move your hand. Like I was like literally giving him directions like that in order to actually get a photo that looked semi like not stiff as heck. So finally at the end, he finally loosened up a little bit. Um, but God I, I, sh- I shared this story before at like one of our photography workshops back in the day. And I told the story and then I showed them the gallery and yeah. they were like, you would have never guessed. And I was like, yeah, I did my I job that day. I want to, I straight up want to see the pictures. That was like my first thing. And I think it's such a, like, it never goes to plan. It right. never goes to plan, right? Whether it's a Martin or something vastly different, but similar in that it's hard. There's yeah. a way through with the right attitude. So I love that. Well, and it, it was a really great experience of like, 
whenever I was teaching photography, especially in those workshops, I would be like, Hey, here's how to loosen up clients. Or we would do a session like a styled shoe and we would get our models, but obviously the models probably know how to move. And so like, everyone always asks that question of like, well, what do you do if you have an awkward client? And I'm just like, Oh, whatever. That was like the first time that I was like, Oh, okay. This is, this is where, yeah. (laughs) Yep. That totally makes sense. I love that. Okay. From there, what made you want to get into education? Did you see like an opportunity in the market? Were you craving something else? What was it? It, I think it was more. So I I started doing mentor sessions. And even then I was hesitant because I was like, what do I know? Like, I have no idea what I'm even doing. Like, I'm just (laughs) going off the seat of my pants. Um, And, but people kept asking me questions that I could kept answering. And I was like, okay, actually this is, this is working. Like I can, I I know what to do. I, I just kept doing mentor sessions and, kept getting asked. And I was like, okay, every time someone asks, I have an answer for them. And I forgot that like, just because I'm not like the all being of photography and know every single thing about that there is to know about business, there are still people that are like two rungs below on the ladder of their photography journey than me. And I can help those people. Um, and so that's kind of what got me into education in the first place. And then Evie, uh, my, the co-founder of the Heart University with me, she approached me to do a photography workshop, which is kind of like just the toe dip of what became of the Heart University. And I thought that was so fun because I really truly did love pouring into other people and I really love teaching and empowering other women. And I was like, that that feels like something I've been called to do. Like that feels like that's a right alignment in, in what God's created me to do in my talents and giftings. And so we did that. And then I discovered I loved it and I loved education and I loved just online business in general. And that just kind of launched us from there. That's amazing. It's always so fun. It's almost like serendipitous, right? But then also, you know, hindsight is 2020, being able to realize that and give yourself permission to step into it too. Because a lot of the people that I mentor will come to me and they're like, how do I tell someone to price their things? And I'm like, well, how did you price your things? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like what was your process and how do you save them time? How do you save them, you know, the different heartache that you might've gone through. And that really is what education is all about. And so, um, what has being an educator taught you when it comes to like photography and you guys really talk to creative business owners collectively Mm -hmm. too? It's taught me to actually like hold people and give an SHIT. Like you are not successful as an educator unless you're like mentees or your students are actually successful. Um, like just because they've given you money doesn't necessarily make you successful because if, if at the end of the day, what you're teaching doesn't work, they will eventually like, you know, go down. And so that's, I think just like really honoring people that almost goes back to the same thing with the photography of like giving a great client experience. That's kind of the same thing, but just in a different viewpoint of really caring about your students, caring about their, their, uh, what is the word I'm thinking of? their success as well. Um, and really just honoring that and, and making space for them. Yeah, totally. I very much learned the same thing. And I think what's cool too, is like, we all have such different personalities, business styles, lifestyles, et cetera. Like there are so many people right now that are like, this is such an oversaturated market when it comes to business education. No, it's not It's been like this for years. Maybe you have more access to seeing it, but what you're saying right now and like giving the SHIT, like in a specific way that aligns with how you work, right? There's a whole pool of people who want to learn from you and do that. And so whoever's listening to this too, like 
her journey is permission for you to have your own journey and like trust that you have gold within you that other people are digging for. So I think an important part of being all these things, a photographer, an educator, a mom, a business woman, a wife, um, is capturing the big and little moments with equal value and allowing each one to be important. And Mm -hmm. we might not always be good at that. As I get, you know, older, I see myself losing patience on some things or like, you know, things get old or whatever that is. Um, and that's just me personally, but like more than anything, it's the perspective that I think is really powerful that brings in the joy and the balance that you're able to model so well in your life. So like, what would you say has given you the most perspective? Definitely motherhood and building our family. Um, I was like a, a workaholic psycho before we had kids. Like, so like, God bless Andrew. Like I I would work 16, 17 hour days. Um, and he would just like, let me like bless his heart. But like, also it just, I didn't have any boundaries. I didn't have any balance in my life. And that was in the time where my, my photography and the heart was like growing. So it definitely was a push season. It was a hustle season of like, Whoa, okay, wait, I'm getting this success. What am I doing? Okay. Like let's lean into it. Let's push, like, let's go. So there is like, I do believe seasons for that, but at the same time, that is absolutely not sustainable and you cannot do that forever. And once Eloise came along, our first uh, girl, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to need like some office hours. Like I'm going to need, okay, like I'm going to need something to change in this scenario so that I can actually be a mom, be present, have a life outside of business. Um, Like when, when like my friends started filling out my contact form on photography to text me. Like it was like, that's like the level that we were talking about. Like that's where it gets, you know, psycho. Um, and so once Eloise came along, just, I had to put input boundaries. And especially now that Annalise, our second one is here, we life I feel like has just looked a lot different. And I've had to lean back from my business in, in the sense of like, okay, how can I really truly move the bottom line in a smarter way? How can I hire people that can do it better than even I could or, or you know, whatever role it is in my business? Um, and how can I put boundaries? Because I, I feel like we think, oh, we'll get less done with boundaries and like less hours, but that's actually not true. Like you will work and find things to do with however many hours you give yourself. Um, that's just like the fact of the matter. Like you will always... If you give yourself like five hours to do something, you will take all five hours. If you give yourself two hours, you will take two hours to get it done. Yep. Um, you'll like, you'll understand the deadline and you'll be like, oh, I got to get it done. Okay. Um, so that's, I think the biggest thing that's changed is motherhood is just like completely given me a good perspective of what's important in life and the hustle of just like making money for money's sake or making money just for success and glory and fame's sake. Like what that, that's not important at yeah. the end of the day. It's so true. It's interesting too, because I think from the perspective, and this is me, this is like calling out younger me. Like I was always afraid to have kids or, or even almost like get married because like, I like, there's something so fun about the grind and the hustle to me. Mm -hmm. Like it's fun when you're like building, you're seeing traction and you know, money is coming in. Like that's fun. That was fun to me. Um, but one thing that I, I have learned as all of my friends are stepping into motherhood who own businesses. And now that I'm married, it's like the boundaries and you having a life in addition to the business, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are not 
growing at the same rate. It's extremely important for women, I believe, to continue to be educators, to continue to understand how to scale, to continue to, you know, hire the right people and scale in smart ways because we all, well, not all of us, but so many of us want that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was, was like afraid. I was like, Oh my gosh, my career is going to end or like be extremely reduced. If I say yes to that, we're really like, that's not true for you or Evie. Evie hasn't had any kids yet, but like you guys are navigating this and it's very possible. And I think it creates space for all of us who haven't stepped into motherhood to be like, Oh, cool. We can do that too. Like, Oh, I can do all of this. I can balance that, you know? Yeah, no, I full, I, so like I, the fact that you said like, you never wanted kids. That was a hundred percent me. Like I wanted that career woman. I wanted to walk red carpets. I wanted to like travel the world. Like that was like high school Lindsay's absolute dream for her entire life. And in my picture, I would see kids at like houses with multicolored like toys all littered the front yard. And then you walk in and then it's chaos. And it's like, nobody could work in this environment. You couldn't get anything done. Like this is literally like a woman drowning. That's what it looked like to me. Um, and very much now that I'm in it. Yes. Sometimes we are drowning. Hi, hello. Yes. And sometimes it looks like multicolored plastic crap everywhere. Um, unless you don't let that in your house, but that's another, that anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I just like took that lie that kids basically prevented any like success in your career completely. And they basically destroyed your life in that, in that way. And what a despicable view of motherhood. Like what a despicable, sad view of motherhood. Mm -hmm. I, I just like let that lie saturate my entire being. And I was like, oh, well, because I want a career that therefore means I can never have kids because I just don't want like stupid, annoying little things running around. And like, now that I'm on the other side of it, Like, I just want to slap old me and be like, you were so ignorant. Kids are the absolute best thing that you will ever experience in your entire life. And it doesn't mean that you can't do business or be a CEO either. It's harder. Yes, there is balance that you have to, you know, in establishing boundaries, you can't go as hard as you could before kids, but you also don't want to, you you want the hustle, but you also want the space to breathe and, and to have a life and to love your, your family and your kids and just like have space to go to the beach or go to the park one day and not have to like be on meetings, like nine to five every single day, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's within that, that we, we get the understanding that we don't have to choose right in yeah. these conversations because it for so many years was an either or realistically yeah. right yeah. even 50 years ago like uh, there were not women doing what we do now right so understanding that like you're a leader within that and everyone who's listening like so are you like we're called to understand and establish a new story of yes we will drown when we reproduce absolutely <laughs> right yeah. that's going to be part of it right um and like i think that is god's design and there is balance available. There is joy available. It's not going to be forever. Um, but more than anything, like you're going to be thankful for it forever. So mm-hmm. from there, as a businesswoman, if you could give anyone advice, no matter where they are in their journey, right? What would it be when it comes to balance, joy, and understanding that you can have both? Remember what's most important. Because I think so often in the strive and the hustle for success and and trying to make your business like make it, whatever that means to you, you so often forget one, like why you started in the first place. And then two, like the real meat and potatoes and priorities of life, like the real gems of, of what you're missing. Like 
if you are stuck in your office nine to five and you don't like you don't come downstairs or or like have that moment where you see your daughter like walk for the first time, right? Like that's a moment that you'll never get back, right? And so just keeping that perspective of business is so incredible. Business is amazing. And like, I would not have the life I have. I would not have the career I have without being an entrepreneur and having that ability to make my own money and and be creative in that way. Um, but it's, it's a balance of like, the more I've grown my family and the more I've grown my business, I've realized that like, okay, what I used to think was so important, like, oh, wow, I really wanted to hit like 100K on Instagram. Like, that would be so amazing. Like, I, I stepped back and I was like, is that what God has for me? Like, will 100K magically just like make all my woes and life disappear? Will 100K suddenly magically like make all the business success forever? Like never have any struggle? Like will it just have an infinite amount of clients? No, like it will do none of that. It's just like a stupid number on an app that won't matter in 50 years. I mean, maybe it will, but who knows? Like, we don't know. Um, And it's just, it reminded me of like, okay, why am I doing all the things that I'm doing? Why am I striving and hustling for what the world deems as successful when I could wake up and like set boundaries in place, don't touch my phone, read to my kids and like go to the beach, go to the park, go to a field. I don't care where you go. Like, like it's just that sweet part of life that you will miss if you spend it hustling 24 seven. Yeah, it's so good. And it makes me, this conversation makes me think of the Bible verse, like James, um, 414 where it's talking about like how life is vapor right like for what is your life it is even a vapor that appeareth a little more like it's and i that used to scare the crap out of me Mm -hmm. i was like it is vapor like i'll be here and i won't be here and that will be that and like what am i going to do with that vapor but understanding right like the vapor is is proof of existence and with that existence you're in charge and, you know, alongside God and what a gift it is to be able to do both yeah, and both and have the highs and the lows and, and like, what are you going to do with what you have? Right. And so everyone who's listening, I hope that you take a note out of Lindsay's book and understanding that like what it is that God's put on your heart, it's there for a reason and you can steward it. And yes, it may take discipline and boundaries and a new version of yourself and really deep faith and seasons of drowning and seasons of really high mountaintops. And I think that's exactly what it's supposed to be. So Lindsay, thank you for being here. Do you have any closing thoughts? Oh, closing thoughts. This is, Justin used to make fun of me when we were dating. <laughs> I would like have conversations and like when I wanted to go, I was like, yeah, any closing thoughts? <laughs> and so- On like a thought. date? <laughs> yeah, or like a FaceTime because we were long distance. Yeah, closing thoughts. And he's like, so you want to get to bed? You're done. <laughs> That's hysterical. That's hysterical. No, okay, closing thoughts. I would just say if God has put motherhood and starting a business or, or running or continuing to run your business on your heart, then he's done that for a reason. And you do not have to choose just like the whole conversation we've been talking about. Um, it will be hard, but like steward both. And I will say like business and, and especially running your business and in trying to incorporate your family into it. Like what a legacy you can build for your life, for your family, for generations that come in your family after you. Like build something that matters, that impacts the world, that leaves a legacy that your kids, that you can pass down to your kids and then they can pass down to their kid. Like, leave something that matters is what I would say. And you can do both and you should do both like in Mm -hmm. in that. If you're an entrepreneur and you're a mom, like you can do it. Mm. Yep. And I think I needed to hear that just even a refresher. And I'm sure everyone listening 
took a lot from this. So thank you, Lindsay. If you guys want to stock the Heart University, all the amazing things that Lindsay does, get her presets because they're my favorite presets that exist. Anything, we will be putting it all in the bio below. And just go give her a follow. She's probably one of the funniest, most real, amazing, genuine humans on Instagram and all the other places. So I try, I try. <laughs> you do a good job. You try well. So within <laughs> that, um, everybody have an amazing day and we'll see you for next episode. Thank you.